Hey there, I'm Nikki Milne, high school dropout, next hairdresser and salon owner turned PR and marketing expert and founder of the Peth Collective PR agency. The Passion to Profit podcast is a conversational business podcast with a focus on marketing and PR to help business owners scale successfully, acquire more customers, increase your profits and become that desired go-to brand in your industry. So open your notepad on your phone, get out your pens and paper. You don't want to miss any of the following tips, tricks, and strategies that you're about to experience on the Passion to Profit podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Passion to Profit show. Today, I am joined by Ash from Fusion Biz Co., I am so excited to have Ash here. I have been a longtime fan and admirer. I've watched Ash since the start of your journey. And I think there is no one in WA, especially that does networking as on such an exceptional level as Ash. If you're in Perth and you haven't been to one of her networking events, you must. And just I watch what happens at your networking events and how you empower people and how they connect. And I have honestly not seen that in any other event I've seen in Western Australia. So it's such a full credit to you, Ash. And congratulations on your success and welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. Oh, thank you. What a beautiful intro. I feel so special because I like, I followed you from the start as well. And we really only connected like a year ago when we did that newspaper article. And I, and I didn't even know you knew who I was. So yay. Of course. Of course. And I think that's, I think there was just such a gap in the market when you step forward to do the networking, you do it. And I guess being honest, people could see us potentially as competitors, but I don't think at all we are. I think we're servicing a completely different niche with different people in it. And I think I've probably, especially in the last few years, have stepped out of that area. And I think you've stepped into it and actually really owned the space and involved. So tell us, you know, what's the journey of your story and where are you at today? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it is a long journey because I did start running uh, networking events probably eight years ago or something, but that was just social networking events. And it kind of transformed into business networking when you're right, there was nothing like this out there. Like, you know, there was the old stuffy way of networking where you'd go and get a hundred business cards thrown at you and all really high level conversations. Nothing like that I could talk about that was really on my heart. And I would walk away from those events and be like, well, that was a waste of two hours. You know, like I don't go to those things to get um, customers. I go just to share and be around that that high vibe energy. Um, So, yeah, I started running small business networking events and they were just roundtable dinners with 12 of us sitting around the table um, talking about our biggest challenges, being vulnerable. And, you know, that's the key to connecting. And I think that's what you see, um, like, through Instagram on the Fusion events. Like, people are, like, so vulnerable and that's how the connections are made. And then I launched the membership in 2017, which I think is around the same time that you closed yours down. Yes, I, really think I got good. rid what of my opportunity. End of 2016, I was like, hell no, I'm out of this. This is not for me. <laughs> Yeah, so I launched the membership in March 2017. So it would have been just after when people were probably searching for something else. So thank you because I launched. (laughs) (laughs) I launched and we got 50 members in the first day, and um, it kind of stalled a bit from there. But then after like six months, when I kind of was rejigging the messaging and things like that, it really started to take off, Um, and now up to. 400 members just clicked over 400 members but as you know have recently changed the business model behind fusion so now it's just a one-off joining fee because I really wanted to create a strong community that people feel a part of and they feel like it's their entrepreneurial home 
So um, made that change in, I think, July last year. Yeah, July last year. Talk me through that. So what does that look like? So prior to that, it was a monthly fee um, to be it part was, of the membership? It was a six-monthly fee, so you pay um, twice a year. Yeah. And what does that get you? That would have got you um, invites to events, support? Mm-hmm. Yeah, member-only member, member only events, um, access to the Facebook community, profile on our member directory, access to our masterclasses that we're doing online, um, small coffee pods, catch-ups and things like that. Um, but when COVID came to town, I just I just felt like it wasn't the right model anymore. I just was feeling like that for a long time and I was getting feedback from the universe as well, like in terms of people telling me things and, and stuff like that because as the community grew, like it was great when it was 50 or 100 people because you knew everyone. You kept mm-hmm. bumping into them at the same events and seeing them online and things like that. But as the community grows, which you probably know, Nikki, like it's hard to curate those um, beautiful friendships and connections still because you might see someone at an event and you might not see them again for another six months if you don't come back or if that that person doesn't come back. So how do you create a real strong bond from that, if you know what I mean? And um, as a community grows as well, like posting in Facebook groups becomes less and less because you don't know who's in there and, you know, like Perth is a small world. But, yeah, I just felt like the business model, like, wasn't right anymore And but there was still a place for it. Like there was, I didn't want to close Fusion down completely. There was still definitely a place for it. So that's the reason why I decided to make it a one-off joining fee. So you pay once and then you're part of us, you're part of Fusion forever for as long as you want to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so you pay once and you're in the door. Um, and then off the back of that, I so we're still running the fusion events regularly, but I also launched Core Business Club, which is um kind of like what Fusion was in the early days, because there's only maximum 30 women allowed in there at one time. And we meet every fortnight, and these bonds are really strong that we've formed in there, and we're able to go so much deeper, we're able to get really vulnerable, we're able to um you know, table opportunities for each other and, and come up with referrals and things like that. So course fulfilling that purpose again, but there's still a place for fusion and those big fun events and, and to come and just do, do that social networking. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. And I think as well with COVID, what's happened is people are looking for more meaningful relationships. They're wanting a more one-to-one contact or smaller groups. We've noticed it as well. And I think that's kind of evolving because people are I think it made us reassess that, you know, we don't know time and it can move really quickly. So we want more actionable steps right now. We are, you know, time is limited. We want to scale quicker in our business. So therefore we need to do more personal development, which therefore a smaller group um, scenario is actually a more powerful offering in many ways. But the other thing I think, Ash, as well, like you and I, we've evolved as business owners. And our clientele has evolved. So what suited us five, six years ago of going to big networking events and seeing lots of people at once, that's no longer serving us. So then my business evolved. I know your business evolved. And then having to diversify and go, well, actually, we need to change this business model because our clients have grown, outgrown what we were doing. And there's, you know, there's obviously still a place for fusion, but let's look at a new offering. You know, do you find that once a fortnight is quite a lot for people to be catching up or has that worked well for your members or... Look, we're still only in the learning phases. So we're still only just six months in, no, maybe eight months in now. Um, But, and not everyone has to come to every single event. You know, it's not like B&I where you have to come. (laughs) That's what I was getting at. It's very much more generic than that. And um, people just come when they can, or you know what, if they've had a 
shit week last week, just coming, being able to offload and talk, talk to people who get it. That's that safe space for them to do that. So, yeah, I think fortnightly is good to give them the option to come. They don't have to come to everyone, but it's it's working out pretty well. And we also have um, up chances to do upskilling in terms of we bring in coaches and we do quarterly training days and we have co-working afternoons and, and we do all, like, we have celebrations, go out for drinks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there's a lot more than just the fortnightly catch-ups as well. But I, I think that. I just want to say as well, you know, like cha- making that change with Fusion, it wiped out six figures of revenue and I just want to say anyone who's listening like it's okay to make those pivots and changes and yes it's scary but if you're going from um, a place of your heart and if your intuition's telling you like my intuition was telling me for for a while it wasn't there was a better way to do things and and people were wanting something more so I think if you follow that like it will never lead you astray. I love that because that was exactly the same with me with the membership and I think I've spoke about it briefly before but I just I felt like I was giving and giving and giving and there was just no space left for me to be creative or do anything else that I wanted to do. And uh, the story goes that my husband was like, you're not cancelling that, you know, look at all this money you're making. And he went on a surf trip and I cancelled it and refunded everyone's money over three days that he was away. (laughs) And he came back and I was like, I've done it. I've cancelled it. I'll find the money somewhere else. Don't worry about it. And I literally. How How did you feel after doing that? Was it a relief? Oh, it was um, elevation. Yeah, I was just, oh, thank God that burden has gone. I'd run it for about 12 months and it was super successful, but people were wanting more and more and I had to reassess and think, is this where my future is? I'm giving so much for what I felt was quite a a little bit of money at the time Um, and I thought there's just got to be a better way I can systemize this or scale this because... You know, the thing with memberships, and I think you'll find you've got to continually be giving and providing value. So the first 12 months is quite okay. But when you hit that 12 months to actually continue on and provide new information that keeps people in those groups or new services, that is the biggest challenge in memberships. I often say that to people, the first year, fine, but to keep people in there consistently is where the challenge starts to come in. And I was nearing that and thinking, I don't know what else I can offer these people to keep them around. And, you know, I closed that door and it, it just felt amazing and freeing and just gave me so much more opportunity and led me on a completely different path. And I, I don't regret that for a second. Do you feel kind of the same way? You don't regret that you made that tough decision? Yeah, absolutely not. Like I've always followed my intuition from the moment I started my business and the, and every time I go against it, it never works out well. And like you were saying, everyone wants to start a membership. Remember a couple of years ago, everyone was launching yeah. their membership. <laughs> everyone. Oh, it's the holy grail of recurring income business <laughs> model. But then you get in even a few months in. So I've had so many conversations with many of my members that are like, oh, how do, like, how can I keep the momentum going? How do you might open doors and it's, and heaps of people come in, but then yeah, you've got to keep delivering and, and innovating and and listening to what they want and then also if it's you know if it's your baby and it's an expression of you if people are leaving and cancelling that like you take a hit on that like it's it's personal personal. I don't care what anyone says it's heartbreaking every member you form friendships and relationships with these people as well so it can be super heartbreaking and like yeah it makes you have like form a very thick skin but to keep going like you know I was running that membership for four four and a half years you know so a long time and through that time we've pro- I haven't actually added up the numbers but probably there's definitely thousands of people that have come through the membership so if you think about that now we have 400 and that's why I wanted also to change to this um, new model so that we could really form that strong strong community that base and then and then go from there you know yeah and I think probably the results are then therefore better 
because it's a 30 or 20 or 30 people, your results are probably going to be more um, strategic and more tailored to the individual than on a mass membership platform. So I think that's the other thing I'm seeing after COVID as well as these uh, smaller group settings are definitely taking up because people need more tailored advice. They've got more problems, so they need more solutions. And, you know, on a scale base, it's much harder to provide time for everyone in a membership. But saying that, someone like Brooke from Social Cup Mindy, I mean, God, Brooke's energy is off the charts and I am not that person. I do not have that level of energy. I never have and I admire her and she consistently keeps it up and I think five, six years she's been doing it. So memberships can work, but I think you absolutely need a certain personality to be actually be able to show up consistently at that high energy level day in, day out. And then be there at that high level for all, you know, your members. So, you know, there's a lot to take into account beside the money that comes into your bank account every Mm. quarter or every week, whatever your membership set up is. Now, I have a special offer just for my podcast listeners for a limited time only. I want you to head to www.nikkimilne.com slash offer to discover my three-month offer for you that will help accelerate your business and amplify your growth. Now, I have been listening. You've been DMing and emailing me saying, how can I work with you? You might have a limited budget. You might not be sure of the direction you should be heading. Well, I created the ultimate product for you so you can work with me one-on-one for a very short period over three months to accelerate your business growth. So I know you're probably curious, definitely go to www.nikkimilne.com slash offer and discover exactly what it is exclusive for my podcast listeners. I'd love to chat. So book in a discovery call with me and let's see how I can help you grow your business. Look forward to hearing from you. So what's your passion? What drives you to actually bring people together? Oh, do you want the long story or the short story? <laughs> I'll tell you what's funny. Oh, actually, Nikki, you've heard this story before when I was speaking at an event, the uh, curtain event. Oh, yeah. So when I was, I'll, I'll tell you the short, short version of it, but um, when I was in year two and I'd moved across the, the country to a new school, I was really finding it hard to fit in and, you know, find my groove because I'd moved over and I was like now the little fish in the big pond. Anyway, I just couldn't like make friends, right? And so one day my, I was crying, like I cried for two weeks straight going to school. Anyway, my mum like dragged me into the classroom in her dressing gown and she was like, Ashley, who do you want to be friends with here? And I pointed out a girl, her name was Elise, she's still my best friend today. Mum dragged me over to her and she's like, Elise, will you be friends with Ashley? (laughs) She was like, yeah, of course. And then um, anyway, so I didn't realise that that had played such a big impact in my life, but in a hypnotherapy session, um, we went back to that moment because we were working on my limiting belief of like not fitting in and not being good enough and things like that. That was really recurring in my life a few years ago yep. and um, took me back to that moment in my life. And, and the hypnotherapist was like, do you realize that you had to experience that in order to go on and create this amazing business where the main thing is that people feel welcome and and they you know they want to come to these events and feel part of something can feel like they fit in because entrepreneurs are often the black sheep aren't they so finding people that think like them so you had to go through that experience so that you could come up in life and hold on to that and want to create this space for these women and I was like wow that is that's so true and it is it's so true like 
my main purpose in life is human connection, whether that's in those big events where the magic is formed or whether that's in those small like group, like, I mean, that's, that's fully my passion. Like you were saying, the small groups are just like incredible for the insights that you can take away, the connections that you can develop, the light bulb moments that you have. Like, I just love it. And core brings me that. And I'm also bringing it back to fusion as well. I'm, I'm bringing in smaller dinners and things like that for fusion moving forward too, because I think you said like you hit the nail on the head. Like that's what people are wanting now and that's what we can deliver. Yeah, and I love that. I've seen you've been hosting some smaller dinners and I think that's also um, a lot more doable for a lot of busy women as well. Um, And it's not as overwhelming. I think at the moment we've got so much going on with our lives that, you know, for some people, a big group, 100 people, and as confident as I am, I get very overwhelmed in big group situations. If I'm at the front of it controlling it, totally fine. But put me as a guest, I get very (laughs) nervous as a guest. And it sounds really funny and people might be really surprised about that. But, you know, big events, whether it's by my husband's events, whatever, I am the wallflower. I like to hide virtually under the table. (laughs) I'm very uncomfortable. Whereas if I'm involved or up on the top of the stage in control and controlling the outcome, completely different. So I think whereas I'm fine going into a small group, that doesn't overwhelm me. So Mm. I think that's absolutely something we're seeing. And I love that you're adapting to that and having small group dinners. Mm. And then For those that are, you know, I'm such an advocate of networking, especially at the moment, I've been talking nonstop about it. What would you say are the key benefits of networking for a business owner right now? Oh, there are so many benefits of networking. Like, um, I think, like, first and so many, this I'm so passionate (laughs) about it. And I'm so glad that you're getting behind it as well, because as scary as it can be, the the, um, benefits that come from it are tenfold. Like, you'll go and Networking fast tracks the no like trust factor, right? And that's what makes people buy. So if you meet someone at a networking event who say is a florist and then eventually you're looking for a florist even a couple months down the track and that person made an impact on you, you're going to go to them because you want to support people that you know, that you like and that you trust, right? And instead of if you see a Facebook ad, like that's not going to have much impact on you. So it fast tracks the no like trust factor. But I think especially nowadays, mental health of entrepreneurs is declining so fast especially mums you know like we have so much going on and we had a conversation over email Nikki how my mental health hasn't been that great over the past few months because I had my new baby and things like that probably hormones and everything like that but I think you need to have that support you need to have somewhere where you can go and feel fully supported by people who get it and I think you come to a fusion event you share what's on your heart, I really encourage people to go vulnerable and go as deep as they feel they can and share what's on your heart because that's where you're going to get those connections and that's where you're going to get those support. Yeah, and I feel there's just like, you know, so what's that? So you can get customers by coming in and get stepping outside of your um, of Instagram <laughs> and actually coming to something, meeting people in real life. You're going to get that mental health support. You're going to feel part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah, you're just going to like it's scary walking in, but you walk. it's like going to the gym. You don't really feel like going, but you walk out so glad that you went. Um, yeah, with so many new connections and um, friends and, and referrals and collabs, there's so much that can come from it. And I think confidence as well, because you walk in there really unsure. And by the time you start talking to other people in those networking groups where it's someone that's similar to you, that you can relate to, I think that boosts to your confidence that, you know, you're not alone. There's someone right here in this room that feels exactly what you do. Maybe they're actually feeling worse and you can offer them some advice or some grounding that, you know, you've been there and relate to them. And I feel that's what people are really seeking out for many reasons amongst mental health at the moment, that, you know, it is times of time 
stuff. And it's a really, you know, we've all taken a hit in the last two years and some of us have survived and some haven't, but to be actually able to share it and actually seek help and validation and reassurance and people, your peers is just such an incredibly powerful thing. And then, you know, choosing a networking great event or a networking group to come to, do you have any tips for that? Because I know there's lots of networking groups in Perth. Um, you're definitely the biggest in terms of female entrepreneurship. <laughs> Without a doubt, I don't think there's anything even remotely close. But there's obviously, like we've talked about before, there's business networking associations, there's a local government, there's all these other networking events. So for someone looking for an event to or a networking group to join, what would be your advice for them trying to find the one that they fit? Uh, well, join Fusion. That would be my <laughs> advice. <laughs> no, um, I think always start with purpose in mind. Why do you want to? Why do you want to network? So, do you want to? If you're just starting out, and you know what, you need to find new customers. Perhaps the referral networking groups are for you. Maybe you need to make sure that every single minute of your time is spent on revenue generating activities. Perhaps you need to look for ones that are going to allow you to ask for the sale, and you know, um, pass business cards and things like that. If you are like really struggling with your mental health and you just feel like you need to connect with people who get it, then maybe look for like, you know, the round table style networking events where you can really feel seen and heard and felt in that space. Even at Fusion, we always do an element of the round table. Even if we have 50, 60, 70 people, we still have, you have that round table in your own little table. So you get that chance. So yeah, if you're looking for that kind of support, maybe look for those types of events. If you're looking to learn something new, there's so many great events out there now. Like, you know, um, like you do great events where you can learn things. There's um, oh, there's just so many there's with incredible, incredible speakers there that you can learn so much from. So if you wanna want some inspiration, go to a speaking networking event, go and find some inspo. But I think any networking event that you go to is gonna be valuable because they'll probably all have elements of that. You know, you'll learn from people at your round table as well, and you will still probably get business from that round table event too. So I think, yeah. Start with your purpose, go with a purpose, and then you know you can measure it when yeah. once you walk away from that event. Absolutely. And I think that's it. Um, I've been to lots of different networking events, get invited to lots of different ones. And sometimes I walk in and within an hour, I'm like, these people are not my people. (laughs) I don't fit in here. And I I don't regret going, but it just makes me more defined on who I am and what I'm seeking. And other times you walk in, you're like, these are my people. This is where I belong. I just could, I could go out for wine with them. Can we catch up next week? So I think you're right. You've got to figure out your purpose, but don't be afraid to try a few of them um, Mm -hmm. because all of them have different objectives and all of them have different Um, types of people they're attracting so you know I think that's a huge thing and then do you have any tips for someone that's really nervous about walking into one of these events by themselves not knowing anyone else in the room yeah I feel you like that's why I started fusion is because I hated walking into those bigger events uh I do have a few tips though um I would say go early so you don't have to walk into a, a big room of people that at a few, at fusion events, there's always like people always rock up early because they're nervous and they don't want to walk into a big room full of people. Um, so yeah, I would say go early, um, and then you know you can meet someone and have a good convo, and they can kind of be your home base, you know. Or you could ask the host if they need help. So you kind of do have a purpose at the event. So you could help welcome people. Um, you could do that. Or, um, But I think as business owners, you know, we have to do things that are uncomfortable sometimes. We have to step out of our comfort zone because that's how we're going to learn and how we're going to grow. We can't hide behind Instagram. So um, I would also say, you know, like 
put on some affirmations on the way in the car and really pump yourself up and change that nervous energy to excited energy and um, and then walk like you know even if you have to walk in go to the toilet do your Tony Robbins power pose in the toilet and then walk out you know but just know that you're a total boss for going and you won't regret it yeah absolutely the minute you stepped in that door you've actually made the hardest part go so it's just taking that foot in the door and then everything else will just flow and I wanted to talk about you actually had the amazing opportunity I think you actually bought Lana Jane to Perth interviewed her tell me how did that come about that is just such an incredible moment in your career and I know so many of us admired how you made that happen yeah oh my god I stalked her for like two years so um Lisa Messenger when she came to Perth remember so it was probably 2016 I think that was before I launched the membership she came to Perth and I was like, oh, would you like to speak for Fusion while you're here? So I put on a big event for her and afterwards she was like, oh, if you ever need anything, Ash, just reach out. And I knew that her and Lorna Jane were friends. So I was like, well, okay then, <laughs> I will. Um, so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, can you put me in touch with Lorna? Give me an intro over email. And she did it straight away. She's a legend um, because Lorna was always like my number one business idol uh, because there wasn't really that many famous Australian businesswomen back back then I think now there is especially in Perth like Perth dominates in businesswomen like powerhouse it's amazing but um yeah I really just like I had her in my head I wanted to get her over so we went back and forth for like a year she put me on in touch with her PR team her PR team said look keep in touch let us know what you're doing I think they just wanted to scoop out whether I was like like real you know like whether I was legit and um, so I did, after every event, I would email them and say, look what we did, like look at all these amazing women in the one room. And then um, finally, when I was about to give birth to oh my, my first child, Lorna emails and she's like, how's 22nd of August, <laughs> 2019? And I was like, oh God, like I was like, fuck, I would have a three-month-old baby oh at that God. time. <laughs> so I'd have to like hustle my ass off for three months and try and get also, like, her speaker fee was, like, massive, something I'd never paid before and haven't ever paid since either. But it was also first-class flights. It was, like, hair and makeup cost. It was um, oh accommodation cost. It was transfers. It was all all the bells and whistles because I think, I don't know if she really wanted to come to Perth. She probably just made this massive price tag because she was like, oh, she'll say no. No, but I, I'm not one. I'm not one to back down. <laughs> and I think that's it. People don't realise bringing speakers into a city, it's not a case of just an invite and they come. I remember I got before, I think it was even in 2015, I got a quote from Lisa Messenger um, to come to WA. And again, first class flight, she had to bring her entourage, mm-hmm. was staying at the Crown Hotel and it was up over $20,000. And I was like, I, I just can't risk that and be one of business. So yeah. I think people don't realise what you actually have to risk to bring mm-hmm. someone like your Lisa Messenger or your Lorna Jane into Western Australia. And then, you know, when you've just given birth and you have to rely on selling tickets, mm. <laughs> which, oh my you, God. Know, you and I run events, that to sell tickets to an event is a massive risk. It's terrifying. It's yeah. It gives us anxiety the whole way along because yes. you're counting on every ticket to cover your base. So every time oh. someone buys off you as a small business owner that's hosting an event, you do a happy dance because you're like, that's another $100 I'm not going to owe this hotel or venue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just can't imagine how terrifying that would have been at, at you know, yeah. one of your most vulnerable points in your life when you're having a baby to actually add yeah. that on top that you have this massive event with this key speaker. Oh, so yeah, she, was- you've agreed to it, she's coming, and then what happened? You ended up 
obviously going through with it. I said yes because I was like, say yes and figure it out. That was um, Lisa Message's big learning from her events. I was like, say yes, figure it out. But the anxiety over that those four months was crippling. Like I had a pain in my chest for four months. Mm-hmm. I had to, afterwards I had to go to kinesiology, Cairo, everything to bring my nervous system back into regulation because I was so out of whack. I put the tickets up, like I created a wait list for tickets and there was like 400 people on it, right? So I was like, it'll be fine, like it'll be fine. So go to sell tickets, like 20 people bought in in the first like like week and so I was like and you know that's like if you're trying to sell out a 200 300 person event that's not a good sign (laughs) and so yeah and so the ticket prices um they weren't even that much I think the ticket price was like 140 bucks or something but even I was running Facebook ads to it and people were commenting oh a bit pricey and you know what like it kills your heart because you're like I'm paying so much to bring her over here and like you said like it's like you're you're blood, sweat and tears into this, this event and they're just looking at what they're getting from like a food perspective, you know, yes. like but it's the whole experience. Anyway, shout out to Ali Bolch. I'm not sure if you know her from Ampersand um, MC, but she helped me massively in terms of getting sponsors on board for that event to help cover the cost. She was she was a little hustler. Like I fully owe the fact that I didn't go into um, bankruptcy to her. <laughs> Ended up um, coming out with a bit of a loss, actually, um, uh, Like, but I didn't go under, thank God, and I was able to pay all the bills and, and pay everyone that needed to be paid, thank God, and um, so it all worked out. And, and the opportunities off the back of that event were incredible. Like to say that I've had Lorna Jane speaking on the stage pretty much means anyone else wants to speak for Fusion. So it was all worth it, a massive learning, like I said, like with the hormones and the anxiety in that three-month period of my life almost tipped me over the edge, and I think when I came out the other side of it, I actually had a bit of a spiritual awakening, which I do, like, I'm glad for that situation because I don't know if I would have had after that time. Like, I've become so much more, like, I, I study Buddhism and I'm um, so much more into the spiritual side of things because, like, I just needed a way to kind of, like, bring myself down and I went on, on the search for that. So, but, yeah, I think, you know, I'm glad I did it. And I think that's such a yeah a key point when you're doing events at the level that Ash and I do it, you know, we're upwards of forty, fifty thousand dollars an event, which will shock most people that if we don't sell tickets, we're most likely, depending on the contract, liable to pay those fees into the hotels or venues or the suppliers or whoever we've got. Um, and, you know, that's no easy thing. And that's why there's very few people that hold events at the level that we do, because yeah. you have to back yourself. You have to trust yourself that you're going to sell those tickets. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't. Like my husband says, look, you've never made a loss. I'm like, no, I've never made a loss. I haven't made many profits out of my events, but you yeah. do it for so many more reasons. We do it for publicity. Yeah. You know, that's why we hold events. I don't do it for profit. And people go, oh, God, you're selling $140 tickets. or How can you not make profit? And I'm like, you have no idea how much this costs. Um, And it's not about the profit. It's actually great PR for any business to throw an event. And obviously, we're doing it at the extreme scale. So I'm so glad you were very open about that because I think it's something we need to talk about more. The people have no idea the funding that goes into hosting an event of that kind of caliber. So... Tell me where Fusion is at right now. You've got your membership and then you've got your core offering and that's the two things, ways people can integrate with you right at the moment and um, become part of your membership. Yeah, so I would think if you're just looking for social networking, um, joining Fusion, like that's only just the one-off joining fee now and then you pay for tickets to come to events, whatever interests you. And then core is probably for more established um, businesswomen who are a bit more further along in their journey because that the um, price 
point of that is a lot higher. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking to create those really mutually beneficial relationships, then cause where it's at for you. Um, I'm also going to start running um, more curated like networking dinners and, and lunches and, and a mastermind experiences as well because like yeah I think that's really where the future is the smaller smaller events and when I say curated I mean like um, getting people together that I know are going to vibe well because you were saying before you walk into some events you're like oh these people aren't really for me like so I'm going to create that experience for people that I know that they want. Um, so that's like, so watch this space. Exciting. <laughs> I love in. that. Mm. And I think that's it. You're constantly involving and offering new forms of what you're doing. You're delivering it in different ways, which mm. is just so, um, you know, that's entrepreneurship and that's been a key success to your business is actually being able to diversify and deliver your core, which is building connections in different formats so that you're finding a new niche each time. So just to finish off, do you have three questions for me that you'd like to ask me? Oh, yes, I do. I get to ask the famous Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard those questions before, so this will be interesting. Here we go. I was going to ask you what um, like the deciding factors behind closing your membership, but I think we kind of covered that earlier on. But is there anything else that you wanted to add with that? No, I think people just underestimate how much effort a membership is because they look at the sums. If I get 100 members at $100 each month, I'm going to get this into my bank account. And I think that's really short-sighted because as you both and I know, the energy required, that was the biggest thing for me. It wasn't about the money. It was about the energy and the hundreds of emails I got every week from my email uh, members going, can you help me with this business problem? Can you help me? There's a very... um, the boundaries are very hard to set when someone's paying you a monthly fee. So I think that's probably my advice for people. Absolutely, memberships can work. Like we talked about, there's a really successful one in Perth, but it's not for everyone and it's certainly nowhere near as simple as people think it is. Mm, Cool. Thank you. I like that because I've always wanted to ask you that actually. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, So you've done a lot of things in the past as well. You've reiterated really well, like you've done a lot. Um, So I'd like to know what was your... What's your favorite thing to do? Yeah, I think it'll surprise everything. My favorite thing ever was publishing that magazine I did. That magazine, I published two editions of Salter Magazine and there was zero profit in it. It was, um, I mean, I didn't make a loss, but again, I didn't make a profit and I was very adamant that I wasn't going to have advertising in it, which ultimately was a big mistake and that undid me in the end because it wasn't profitable or viable. But I just love sharing people's stories in print And, you know, I'm not discontent, like it could happen again, but I would obviously have a lot more financial backing (laughs) this time. But unfortunately, people just are not reading print magazines and I just love print magazines. And my friend recently, oh, this week actually launched Havenist, Jodie Darcy, and that was me saying to her the same question she asked me. (laughs) And I was like, you should do this because you're a photographer and you have all these connections. Do a magazine, a print magazine. And, of course, she launched it this week and, you know, I gave her this idea but, you know, it's so much work to do a print magazine but it's something I absolutely, that was my absolute passion Um, and hopefully we'll get the opportunity to do it again one day and share these amazing stories of people, Um, you know, and I think recently I approached you about being in a book that I was trying to get off the ground which was 20 Mm. key WA entrepreneurs all sharing their story and their teachings in a book format 
Well, unfortunately, it didn't have the take-up I thought it would, which it's a timing thing. It's off the back of COVID. People were diversifying their businesses. Um, But I hope to revisit that in the future as well because that's just another format of that magazine. It's actually 20. Oh, well, definitely ask me again in the future. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It was wrong timing for me, but definitely, um, yeah, I I think it's a great concept and I would love to be involved in the future. So definitely ask me again. Yeah, so that's my passions. Writing my next question. I have a I have a doozy for you. Right. So if you if we had to if you had to wipe everything out, so your Instagram following, your um, you had to start from ground zero. So if you woke up tomorrow, you had nothing in the bank, nothing. How would you start over, and how would you build up your business and profile again? I love this. So it's funny. It's something we've talked about a lot in the agency lately because I feel like I've come full circle. And I literally feel like I need to start again. And we are going back to exactly what I did when I started the Perth Collective. I am going to be holding more, um, you know, events, going out, meeting more people. I've been speaking at a lot more things. I've done this podcast. So they're not necessarily paid opportunities. I'm in the mindset now that I have no money. I am back at day one and I am doing everything I did at startup, repeating it again. So, you know, and networking, that's why I'm so big on networking at the moment because that's how I started by going to events and meeting people and then holding holding my own events. So I think, you know, it's actually really good to actually clear your mindset and go, how did I start? If everything was, like you say, gone again, where would I go and what would I do? And to be honest, I don't think I'd do anything different. I would not have a membership. <laughs> the thing I would not do again. But other than that, I love teaching all my social media workshops at the start. I loved doing that magazine. I loved having a blog. And really the podcast is an extension of the blog. Like my blog was very successful. It did, um, you know, it had huge amounts of readership. But obviously then blogging kind of disappeared. But the podcast is really a new blog. So, yeah, I think I would just do the same steps again. And then, yeah, I I don't know if the outcome would be any different. And to be honest, like we were talking off air, I'm really jaded on Instagram at the moment. I feel we all put so much effort and time and focus on it. And, you know, it's kind of, it's not enjoyable for me anymore. It's not bringing the joy it once did. And I'm not connecting with the people I want to connect with. So I'm kind of in startup phase of trying to figure out where my people are and how I can actually shape that. And I'm building a whole new course, which is going to be really, really expensive because I feel that's just a gap in the market. And I want people enrolling in that course that are going to complete it and value it and do it. Whereas I think, you know, learning from me running all these online courses that are a bit cheaper, people are paying for them, but they're not completing them. And that's really frustrating to me because the content's good. So I think that's kind of, um, you know, there's lots of learnings out there, but I think times have changed. But those principles when I had no money is exactly where I'd start again today. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I think you're the queen of reiterating. And I think (laughs) coming up with new, innovating, not reiterating, sorry, innovating. Um, You know, we've all watched your journey. You have a massive profile in Perth and you are such an inspiration. And yeah, I'd love, if you're you're into more networking and speaking, I'd love for you to speak at Fusion one time if you're up for it. I'd love that. And I think that's it. For four years, I said no to, five years, I said no to every paper. And I think when we did that paper, um, Ash and I got invited to be in the paper on a particular article and that was the first um, paper, I guess, outreach I'd actually accepted in probably four or five years because I was having my children. I couldn't 
continue to operate at the level I wanted to. So I said no to all speaking, no to all paper, media, everything like that. And just in the last year and a half when I feel I've got a handle on everything, I've suddenly started saying, look, I'm open to speaking and I'm open to being in the paper and I'm open to building my profile. So I would absolutely love to come and speak at one of your events. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So I think, yeah, it's just been incredible to talk to you today. As I said, I'm a huge advocate for networking. So who better to have on but the queen of networking in Western Australia? And where can people find you if they want to join your membership? If they just want to have a chat to you, what's the best way to find you? Um, Just reach out on my Instagram, my personal Insta at Ash Matkovich, M-A-T-K-O-V-I-C. Yeah, I'd love to have a chat with you there. Like, um, I think, yeah, I think that's the best way. And we can chat about anything you want to or like if you want to be invited to one of the curated dinners that I'm planning let's have a chat about that um yeah I'm I'm really excited about that because I think whilst core fulfills like that chance of ongoing connection and to build those strong relationships over time I think people sometimes want to just go out to a nice dinner party where there's going to be 12 people sitting around a table talking about business and it's not like a month six month long commitment you know so yeah yeah, I I think I'm super excited about that I love that and what's your website Yep, www.fusionbizco.com.au. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and I look forward to attending one of your dinners. Yay. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Passion to Profit podcast. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode. If you loved it, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. And don't forget that limited time offer just for my podcast listeners. Head to www.nikkimilne.com slash offer. Just discover how I can help you and let's book a discovery call and chat. Until next time, thank you again for listening to Passion to Profit podcast and all the best on your business journey.